0: Today's scripture reading for the communion meditation is out of Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, verse 30. Romans chapter 8, reading verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this glorious promise in your word that all those who are yours, you have called, you will justify, and you will glorify. Lord God, as I bring your word, please let me be speaking your words, not my own, that I may diminish, that you may increase um, for your glory. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Dominion Covenant Church, I believe, is experiencing a bit of a reinvigoration in our evangelistic outreach. Praise God. And as we are beginning to have more conversations amongst ourselves about how to share the gospel with the lost, I thought I would take that opportunity to speak to you all a little bit about the call of the gospel, specifically the two calls of the gospel, the general call and what is known as the effectual call. There are important distinctions between the two that I think should both motivate us and encourage us in our evangelistic efforts. So launching right in, Scripture describes two different calls to the unbeliever. First, there is the general or outward call of the gospel, which is addressed to all men at all times. That call is to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This general call to all men is to turn away from their wickedness and turn to God. God declares in Isaiah chapter 45, Turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. This is God's message and it ought to be our message as well. Scripture also describes a specific inward call that is addressed only to the elect and only at the point of conversion. This is the effectual call, and it is the point which, by an act of God, the unregenerate are called out of the world, given a new birth, and made able to respond to God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, the general call is the call of the gospel to all men to repent and to believe. It is the message of Christ crucified, dead, buried, and raised. This message is extended to all freely. It is the call for all sinners to repent of their wickedness and turn to God. As Christ says, "If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink," out of John 7:37. The promise of God is that for any who repent and believe, they will be forgiven and receive everlasting life. That's John 3:16, right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever should believe in Him should not perish have everlasting life. Now, the general gospel call is the ordinary means by which God is appointed to bring unbelievers to Himself. And it is the example we are given in the prophets, the apostles, and Jesus Christ. However, the general call can be rejected by men, and it is rejected by all who hear but do not believe. The effectual call, in contrast, cannot be rejected. For it is the call of the Holy Spirit, whereby those chosen by God are enabled and convinced to embrace Christ as Lord and Savior. All who are effectually called are saved. I point you back to the text opened with, and those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Whom God has predestined, he will call, justify, and glorify. Praise God. The general call is our responsibility. Christ says in the high priestly prayer, as you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. The effectual call, however, is God's responsibility. Christ says in John 6 that it is written in the prophets and they shall be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has learned has learned from the Father, and comes to me. Again, Christ says, It is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. Again, out of John 6. It is the effectual call that produces in us new life. Scripture teaches us that we were once dead in our trespasses and sins, now, the dead cannot respond to anything. The dead cannot be made alive unless God raised him. Ephesians 2 states that God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved." It is the spirit then, that makes our hearts and minds alive to the gospel, convinces us of our sin and misery. It enables us, who were once dead, to respond in faith to Christ. So, two calls, the general call uh, goes to all men, our responsibility. And the effectual call, given only to the elect, God's responsibility. Now, I'd like to give all of you some concrete examples of the two calls of which I'm speaking of. So, I want to look at two separate events out of the book of Acts the saving of the 3000 at Pentecost found in Acts 2 and the martyrdom of Stephen found in Acts 7 and i just want to note i want us to notice three things out of these passages first the same gospel message is proclaimed in each passage second that same message has the same temporal effect in each passage but third that gospel message has two very different eternal effects in each passage. Now, both Peter's sermon in Acts 2 and Stephen's testimony in Acts 7 are quite long. I'm not going to take the time to read them here. I would encourage you to read and compare both passages when you have the time at home. But for now, I would ask that you just take me at my word that both Peter and Stephen preach Christ crucified, dead, buried, and raised. The same message is in each passage. So, looking at Pentecost, what was the temporal effect of the the gospel message? Acts says, now when they, that is Peter's audience, heard this, that is his message, they were cut to the heart. Gospel message brought conviction. Now what was the the eternal effect? The men who heard said, what shall we do? They were broken, they repented, and 3,000 souls were added to the church that day. So let's look at the martyrdom of Stephen found in Acts 7. Again, we see that Stephen shares the same gospel message in his testimony. He preaches Christ crucified, dead, buried, and raised. What was the temporal effect on Stephen's listeners? Acts chapter 7 says that when they, Stephen's listeners, heard these things, they were cut to the heart. Same temporal effect, same language even. What was the eternal effect, however? Stephen's listeners gnashed at Stephen with their teeth, stopped up their ears, drugged Stephen out of the city, and beat him to death with rocks. So what made the difference? It was the Holy Spirit... The same gospel call went to both groups, but the effectual calling of the Holy Spirit was given to the first and not the second. So in conclusion, how I would like to ask the question, how does this distinction between the gospel call and the effectual call, how should it motivate and encourage us at DCC to press forward in faith with our evangelism? I have three things for you. First, We have the message. It is the same message to all people at all times. If you want to know how to share the gospel, tell people about Jesus crucified, dead, buried, and raised. And be encouraged that all of us, all of us are equipped out of God's word to share this message. Secondly, ours is the duty, but the power is God's. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Now, if we believe this promise of God, that the unlimited power of God to salvation is in this message that we have, ought that not motivate us to share it with others? Finally, knowing that we have the message this gospel call that we can bring to others, that we ought to bring to all men, and knowing that the power of the effectual call is in God's hands, I encourage you, do not fear rejection. Do not be ashamed of the gospel by fearing the rejection of men. Christ himself faced rejection. Bring the message and trust in God for the results. For all those whom God has predestined, he will call, he will justify, and he will glorify. Now, as we prepare to come to the table, I would like to encourage us to simply be reflecting on how it too is a gospel message. This table proclaims Christ crucified, dead, buried, and raised. Let us be thankful for the work of God, the work of the Holy Spirit in our own hearts, that has brought us into this glorious relationship with Him that we can sit and dine with Him. Praise God. And let that thankfulness motivate us to press forward in faith, sharing our message, the message of Christ crucified, dead, buried, and raised, with a dying world around us. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just thank you for this glorious message. I thank you that it is your power that has brought us out of the darkness and misery of sin into this glorious light. That we can stand before you unashamed. That we can even sit and dine with you now. I ask that you would use the table to strengthen, encourage us for the week ahead. That we'd be unashamed of the gospel that we'd work worthy according to the calling with which we have been called. I pray these things in the strong name of Jesus. Amen.